God, his grace is bold to trust these traitors. They shall be apprehended by and by. How smooth and even they do bear themselves as if allegiance in their bosoms sat crowned with faith and constant loyalty. The king hath note of all that they intend by interception, which they dream not of. Nay, but the man that was his bedfellow, whom he hath dulled and cloyed with gracious favors, that he should for a foreign purse so sell his sovereign's life to death and treachery. Now sits the wind fair, and we will aboard. My lord of Cambridge, and my kind lord of Masham, and you, my gentle knight, give me your thoughts. Think you not that the powers we bear with us will cut their passage through the force of France, doing the execution and the act for which we have in head assembled them? No doubt, my liege, if each man do his best. I doubt not that. Since we are well persuaded, we carry not a heart with us from hence that grows not in a fair consent with ours, nor leave not one behind that doth not wish success and conquest to attend on us. Never was monarch better feared and loved than is your majesty. There's not, I think, a subject that sits in heart grief and uneasiness under the sweet shade of your government. True, those that were your father's enemies have steeped their galls in honey and do serve you with hearts create of duty and of zeal. We therefore have great cause of thankfulness and shall forget the office of our hand sooner than quittance of desert and merit, according to the weight and worthiness. So service shall with steeled sinews toil and labor shall refresh itself with hope to do your grace incessant services. We judge no less. Uncle of Exeter, enlarge the man committed yesterday that railed against our person. We consider it was excess of wine that set him on, and on his more advice we pardon him. That's mercy, but too much security. Let him be punished, sovereign, lest example breed, by his sufferance, more of such a kind. Oh, let us be merciful. So may your highness, and yet punish too. Sir, you show great mercy if you give him life after the taste of much correction. Alas, you are too much love, and care of me are heavy orisons against this poor wretch. If little faults proceeding on distemper shall not be winked at, how shall we stretch our eye when capital crimes chewed, swallowed, and digested appear before us? We'll yet enlarge that man. Though Cambridge, Scroop, and Gray, in their dear care and tender preservation of our person, would have him punished. And now, to our French causes. Who are the late commissioners? I was, my lord. Your highness bade me ask for it today. So did you me, my liege. And I, my royal sovereign. Then, Richard, Earl of Cambridge, there's yours. They're yours, Lord Scroop of Masham, and Sir Knight, Gray of Northumberland, this same as yours. Read them and know I know your worthiness. My Lord of Westmoreland and Uncle Exeter, we will aboard tonight. Why, how now, gentlemen? What see you in those papers that you lose so much complexion? Look ye how they change. Their cheeks are paper. Why, what read you there that have so cowarded and chased your blood out of appearance? I do confess my fault, and do submit me to your highness's mercy. To, to which, which we, we all appeal. appeal. The mercy 
that was quick in us but late, by your own counsel is suppressed and killed. You must not dare for shame to talk of mercy, for your own reasons turn into your bosoms as dogs upon their masters worrying you. See you, my princes and my noble peers, these English monsters, my lord of Cambridge here. You know how apt our love was to accord, to furnish him with all appurtenance belonging to his honor. And this man hath for a few light crowns lightly conspired and sworn unto the practices of France to kill us here in Hampton, to the which this night, no less for bounty bound to us than Cambridge's, hath likewise sworn. But, oh, what shall I say to thee, Lord Scroope, thou cruel, ingrateful, savage, and unhuman creature? Thou that didst bear the key of all my counsels, that noosed the very bottom of my soul, that almost mightst have coined me into gold, wouldst thou have practiced on me for thy use? May it be possible that foreign hire could out of thee extract one spark of evil that might annoy my finger. Tis so strange that though the truth of it stands off as gross as black and white, my eye will scarcely see it. Treason and murder ever kept together as two yoke devils sworn to either's purpose, working so grossly in unnatural cause that admiration did not whoop at them. But thou, against all proportion didst bring in wonder to wait on treason and on murder and whatsoever cunning fiend it was that wrought upon thee so preposterously hath got the voice in hell for excellence and other devils that suggest by treasons do botch and bungle up damnation with patches colors and with forms being fetched with glistering semblances of piety but he that tempered thee bade thee stand up, gave thee no instance why thou shouldst do treason unless to dub thee with the name of traitor. If that same demon that hath gulled thee thus should with his lion gate walk the whole world, he might return to vasty Tartar back and tell the legions I can never win a soul so easy as that Englishman's. Oh, how hast thou with jealousy infected the sweetness of affiance? Showmen dutiful? Why, so didst thou. Seem they grave and learned? Why, so didst thou. Come they of noble family? Why, so didst thou. Seem they religious? Why, so didst thou. Or are they spare in diet, free from gross passion or of mirth or anger, constant in spirit, not swerving with the blood, garnished and decked in modest compliment, not working with the eye without the ear, and but in purged judgment trusting neither, such and so finely bolted didst thou seem. And thus thy fall hath left a kind of blot make the full-fraught man and best endued with some suspicion, I will weep for thee. For this revolt of thine, methinks, is like another fall of man. Their faults are open. Arrest them to the answer of the law, and God acquit them of their practices. I arrest thee of high treason by the name of Richard, Earl of Cambridge. I arrest thee of high treason by the name of Henry Lord Scroop of Masham. I arrest thee of high treason 
by the name of Thomas Gray, Knight of Northumberland. Our purposes God justly hath discovered, and I repent my fault more than my death, which I beseech your highness to forgive, although my body pay the price for it. For me, the gold of France did not seduce, although I admit it as a motive, the sooner to effect what I intended. But God be thanked for prevention, which I in sufferance heartily will rejoice, beseeching God and you to pardon me. Never did faithful subject more rejoice at the discovery of most dangerous treason than I do at this hour. Joy or myself prevented from a damned enterprise. My fault, but not my body, pardon, sovereign. God quit you in his mercy. Hear your sentence. You have conspired against our royal person, joined with an enemy proclaimed, and from his coffers received the golden earnest of our death, wherein you would have sold your king to slaughter, his princes and his peers to servitude, his subjects to oppression and contempt, and his whole kingdom into desolation. Touching our person, seek we no revenge. But we our kingdom's safety must so tender, whose ruin you sought, that to her laws we do deliver you. Get you therefore hence, poor miserable wretches, to your death. The taste whereof God of his mercy give you patience to endure and true repentance of all your dear offenses. Bear them thence. Now, lords, for France, the enterprise whereof shall be to you as us, like glorious. We doubt not of a fair and lucky war, since God so graciously hath brought to light this dangerous treason lurking in our way to hinder our beginnings. We doubt not now, but every rub is smoothed on our way. Then forth, dear countrymen, let us deliver our puissance into the hand of God, putting it straight in expedition, cheerly to see. The signs of war advance. No king of England, if not king of France.